everybody. Thank you for coming, everyone. Month of Tevet we have sponsored by Elon and Jenny Englinoff, Lilu Nishmat, Avram Chai ben Yosef Shimon. This week is sponsored by Michael and Phyllis Miller in memory of Mordechai Nachman ben Chaim Meir, by Michael and Cindy Levy and Josh and Marilyn Adler in honor of the birth of their granddaughter, and by Daniela and Yoni Berg in honor of their precious daughter's Ora Halel's first birthday. Okay, so what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be quick recap of what we what we were learning was it last Thursday morning yeah last Thursday morning of this beautiful piece from Rav Kluger that I believe really helps us stay focused on what we're looking forward to and in times like this we got to remember what we're looking forward to like more than ever because it's so so easy it's it's just easy to lose control of the wheel it's mamash easy you feel like we're all driving and we just feel like every single second there's another, there's like another distraction, there's another Meshuggah on the road that's trying to, trying to get us off the road every single second, you know? <laughs> no? It's kind of like... Oh, that actually happened to you on the way here? <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, yeah. Paul Simon's song, I get all the news I need from the weather report. So before you get to the weather, they say, Yeah. That's why we have to stay... We have to stay, us that are here, we have to stay more focused than ever, than ever, than ever, to make sure that we understand what the root, what the reason, what the purpose of this battle, any battle, any return home to Eretz Yisrael is all about. And like we began speaking about last week, it's to achieve the concept of Shalom Bayit. What type of Shalom Bayit? Between the Guf and the Neshama, the greatest form of Shalom Bayit that there is the most important form of Shalom Bayit that there is. So on the page that you have in front of you, we're on Dav Kuf Dalet, and we're going to just re- repeat again, Yael, this is yours. So we're going to repeat the... Um, okay, yeah. So we're going to repeat just the last thing that we were learning. And again, this whole, this whole Avodah, this whole learning that we're doing... I don't know any person in the world that says, I don't really care about Shalom Bayit between my body and my soul, between my goof and my neshama. I'm, I'm good, just goof. Well, I know people that, that act like that, you know. I'm good with just goof, meaning just worrying about my physicality. And you have chaver that say, I don't care about anything physical, but, but, uh, but thank you, but, but I'm just about neshama. Both sides in this world, they, neither of them work. Because if Hashem didn't, Hashem wanted just one of them to be, then He wouldn't create us in the form of a body and a soul. And all of our struggles, all of our complications, all of our agony in this world is really on trying to understand how to make Shalom Bayit inside. How to bring Shalom Bayit, how to bring harmony between the Guf and the Neshama. And of course that we are much more developed, we are much more advanced in many ways today's day and age with access to healing our body in a holy way and also with healing, with, I don't like to say healing our neshamas because I don't think the neshama ever needs healing but the neshama needs to feel like in this world it's running the show and it's working together with the goof. It's working together with the goof. I would say in a nutshell, like that's basically... Everything the Baal Shem Tov wanted to wanted to bless the world with, with Am Yisrael, with is creating this harmony and balance between neshama and guv, between body and soul. Now we can talk about this on many different levels, but the way that Rev Kluger has been driving us so far is explaining to us that this is what coming back to Eretz Yisrael is essentially all about. And last week we learned Rev Kluger had explained that the guf is going into the body, that the neshasai, that the neshama, going into the body, is likened to Am Yisrael, which is the neshama, going into the body, which is Eretz HaKodesh. But it could only, it could only be B'Shalom if each part is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And perhaps why it's been so difficult for so many years to feel Shalva, serenity, to feel things are stimming, things are moving forward, things are meshing, is because there hasn't really been yet, there's been many attempts, but there hasn't really been yet a true merger, a true harmony between the body and the soul. And that's why our, 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 our prayers right now, our tefillot for our giborim and giborot, these, these, 
these the greatest heroes of our, I don't even know if just our time, maybe of, of, of any time, these giborim that keep on giving their lives for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the, 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 what does it do to us? It do, does to us if I'm not physically doing the kiddush Hashem the way that they are. Then that means on a soul level, I have to really emet lehit alot. I must, I must go up. I must figure out a way to crack through all the bilbulim, like we said before, and by my staying focused and realizing why I'm working so hard on being here, Bezrat Hashem will provide the greatest harmony between the goof that's fighting and the soul that's fighting in this world to bring about a clear picture as to what we're doing here. Well, the greatest example we ever had of this was when we came back to Eretz Yisrael, but even a little bit after. Yeshua comes into Eretz Yisrael, Yeshit Kibusha Aretz, Chalukat Anachalot, Veshvatim, Vechulayim. However, when does the body and the soul really, really like experience this oneness? Later. When? Beis HaMikdash. Shlomo HaMelech. In time of Bayit Rishon. And that's what we're going to be learning today. So you see the paragraph that begins, Nityashvu Yisrael Be'artzam Le'avda Ulehatzmicha. We, we, we resettled in our land to work the land, to make it grow, to kick out all of our enemies, and to plant a reality of a Jew on his Adama, of a, of a soul in its body. But it, but again, when we say a Jew on its land, it means a soul in the body. That's what it means. That's how we're going to be looking at this whole thing. We began dealing in the time of Yeshua, like we said before about Yerusha, Yeshiva, Kibush, Vechiluk, Milchamod, Vishalal, wars, and whatnot. And then we began to Hekimu Batim. We began to. We're on da, what, what daft do you have in the Sefer? I have a different... Kuf-dalid. We built homes. We planted vineyards and fields. That's how a heavenly soul began to deal with artsiyut, with this world, with the land, with materialism. Kipshuto. Simply. You know that there's these... Um, I think that uh, you've, you've, you've heard certain stories about it, maybe it's happened to you in your life, that when you found your Rav, your Rebbe, your, your soul master, your teacher, your guide, at that moment what happens is not that you feel like, wow, now I don't have to do anything. On the contrary, it's that now I can do anything. Meaning it doesn't remove you from saying, I have to lit asik ba'olam. It's on the contrary. When you meet that which you were long, which speaks to your soul, it's not just that it speaks to your soul, but it gives space for the physical work to be implemented in this world. So many people, like when they have that first meeting with their tzaddik, it's not like they say, wow, now I just have to sit back and meditate. Now I can actually do the asiyah, but in a way that it, that it, that it, that it, that it feels right. You know, we have descriptions of meetings like this. I'll give you two examples of like a neshama going into a goof by, through the meeting of a tzaddik. You know, we have a very clear description of how Reb Nassim met Rabbi Nachman. And you remember that the night, that first Friday night they spent, he was with them in Breslov, he, he left Rabbi Nachman, he was walking around through Breslov, and those of us that have been there could very easily relate because the visualization, Breslov still looks exact, you know, it looks the same thing. Besides a few... You know, hotspots by Reb Nassim's kever, where now things like are a bit developed with like Breslau pizza shops and, and and stuff like that. Everything else in Breslau looks exactly the same. And Reb Nassim spent that night, Friday night, walking around Breslau, screaming, "In Breslau, burns a fire, burn it in my heart." What does that mean? It means I know here that this is the calling, this is the place, this is the headquarters, where my soul can now begin to feel at home, to do what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. Another very good, beautiful description we have is when the Rav Nazir met Rav Kook. There's a very beautiful description, I think we learned it once, when the Rav Nazir during World War I 
met Rav Cook, and he also used the lashon of saying like, I basically found everything that I that I that I was looking for. But when I find what I'm looking for on a soul level, the point over here is, is that it means that now all the artziut, all the physical stuff, can get done as well. It doesn't exempt us. Lahefech. It, 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 it puts the context of how things can go, you know, can, can move forward. That's what we're here for in this world. If Hashem wasn't interested in our avodah, our tzit, He would have kept us in Shemaim as neshamas, or He would have created us as angels that have nothing to do with, you know, fixing of artziyut. But when we came back to Eretz Yisrael and we started working with land, planting things, that was the beginning of a soul called Am Yisrael feeling right, feeling nachon. You know what that means? Like to feel right. To feel mechuvan. To feel, yes, this is aligned. Yeah, that's a good word. To feel aligned. So that began in a very powerful way with the, with the avodah that we started doing in the time of Yeshua. But really, that was just the promo. Because you think Beis HaMikdash was a place that just had to do with soul? Well, essentially, yes. But via what? So he, he explains here. That means the highest oneness. Ben Yisrael Abriya, Ben Guf Leneshama, Ben Neshama Leguf, between the body and the soul. It was expressed through the Beit Habchira. That's another name for Beis Hamikdash, which we're going to speak about at length. Why is the Beis Hamikdash called that? The the home of choice. That's really what Beis Hamikdash is called. Beit Habchira, the home of choice. The headquarters of choice. You can already think about it. It's very deep, but you're, you could already see where we're going to go with this. Sham alta artziut lashamayim. That's when this worldness went up to the heavens. Nishchetu behemot vehufshat oran. Huktar besaran legavoa venizrak daman. That's the place where animals were sacrificed. Their skin was removed. Their basar, it's, it's very descriptive here. The, the blood was thrown. These are all very much not what would seem to be soul things, yet they're the, and they're the most artsy things. These are the most this world things. Slaughtering an animal, removing its skin. Hector basar is rikat dam, throwing up its blood, pouring its blood. Lesham huv'u perot, yenotu shmanim, fruits, waters, uh, uh, wine. And oils were brought there, menachot unesachim ubikurim, vegam nitan tafkid lemaim atachtonim. And even there, a, a role was given for the lower waters. Do you know what that means? What, what reference is that? Simchas Beis HaShoeva. Where you would even use water and have a whole simcha with the lower waters. That's, not, not to get into it right now, but you know, it says like the greatest simcha all year long in Beis HaMikdash was... Where they would draw water from the Shiloh and come and pour it on the Mizbeah. And everyone wonders, like, it's so funny, because usually what would you pour over there? Wine. Wine, you, have an, you can understand why that would bring Simcha. Yet the greatest Simcha was when the most mundane thing in the world, which is water, was poured. Because the way he's explaining it here is that the greatest joy in the world is when I take even the most simple piece of what keeps me alive in this world, and I say, this is also brought up to Hashem in an avodat Hashem. Like anything, anything can be used. Anything should be used for making this world more beautiful. Everything physical. Everything physical had a place in Beit Abchira to help create harmony between the guf and the neshama. In this place, meaning was given to gold and to, uh, how do you say, argaman? Crimson? Crimson. Yeah? Crimson. Okay. Kesef the gold and copper, the silver and copper. Leyofi, to beauty. Lechavod, letifaret. The Beis HaMikdash was, glor- it was gl- beautiful. It was glamorous. It was gorgeous. It was exquisite. And all these things are things that we use, you know, terminology that we use for goof. But Dafka there, that's where it was in a harmony with our souls. So the, you know, the four elements that we have, right? So he says here, the chai, the living, 
with the tzomech and the domem, that with, with the uh, inanimate, went up with the, with the medaber, with the human being. Hayudi sihabriya, liot nachat ruach l'ashemit barach. Everything came in harmony to bring a word to Hashem. Uh, what's that word? Nachat. To bring nachat to Hashem. Uh, every single, um, every single korban, it says, l'reach nichoach, it brought this fragrance of bringing Hashem nachas. Like when, think about it in your life, um, and Bezad Hashem, it should be like this for many years. What does it mean that your children give you nachas? What do you think, like, what does that mean? That they do what you, if, if nachas means that they keep on doing exactly what you tell them, that, that, that's not nachas. That's maybe like, uh, uh, um, I don't know, luck. <laughs> no, 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 luck, but nachas, nachas is when there's all the elements that they're thrown into their life, all the variables in their life that they're thrown. You know, all the different pieces of life that come, through, you know, being thrown at them, whether it's emotions or just intellectual, intellectually struggling or not just anything. And yet somehow, somehow they, they hold on to themselves and they discover themselves through, through what they're going through. That's nachas, right? That's nachas. Nachas isn't doing everything right. Some kids do everything right, and it's not, and, and there's, so, there's still such distance between the parents and the children. They can do every single thing right. And it's not, that's not what brings nachas. Nachas is when I, have, I see my child has so many things in their bag, and as much as I try to shelter them and prepare them, there's always that girl on the bus, or there's that teacher that says that, that would, the comment that you cannot believe Misrael Achinuch actually hired a person like this. Or whatever it is, all these different things, and yet they hit They somehow are are bigger than getting stuck by all that, and they figure out a way. I I believe, due to the love and confidence that you surround them with, to make shalom between all these different elements, and there's harmony between their own body and soul. That's what that that's nachas. That's nachas. There was once a Rebbe we had, he said, you know, whenever he wanted to scare, it's like, you, you know, like that was the, I still have it in. You want to give your child, your parents nachas? Sit to quietly. That's, that's going to give my parents nachas? <laughs> so he ends this beautiful paragraph like this, he says, gashmit the physical creation, the material creation, the way it is, it received an illuminating and inner meaning. This is what it means. Soul, living a body, in the highest state of peace. The highest state of peace. Since that's what was happening, in the headquarters of the world, in the Beit, what we call Beit HaBchira, Beit HaMigrash, Sheshar Shalom ben Aruchani legashmi, that there was, there was peace between the physical and spiritual. It's not just that it happened in the Beit HaMigdash. What were we feeling? What was the simple Yid experiencing when that was happening in the Beit HaMigdash? Af hayta da'ato shel Yehudi shleva. That it means that, that my, this is like a dream. It sounds so simple, but it's like, who wouldn't, who wouldn't do anything to achieve what he, just, what he said right now? Da'ato shel Yehudi hayta shleva. You know what shalev means? Yeah, same thing. Serenity, right? What did you say? Serpent, what did you say? Serenity. Serenity, yeah, serenity. My da'at, my da'at was calm. My da'at was calm. Sve'at ratzon v'simcha, satiated with will and, 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 and happiness. Now look at these next four words. Yehudi ahav et hachaim. Each Jew loved the life. They loved life. I think that the greatest nachas we would ever get is if our child, if we asked our child, what do you think about your life? And they said, I love it. That would be the greatest nachas in the world. That our children, not, 
how good or bad I'm doing on anything. But if they said, you know, what do you think? I had this conversation. I was so nervous to ask one of my children. I, and recently I did. I said, what do, you, what, do you, what do you feel about, you know, with this whole thing of like, like, like called Olam Azeh. Oh, Abba, you're getting so deep again. That's how, that's how it always starts. I'm like, no, no, no. Kilo, like, okay, let me ask you again. What do you have to say about your life? Yeah, loving it. They said it like that, just like that. It was a moment of... It's shleimut also, you know. Shleimut. And when they don't say that, they don't feel that, and you don't feel threatened by them saying that and start going through your old guilt trip, but you just with them in that moment, it breaks your heart in a very important way, and it brings you closer to understand who your child is and who you are as well. But in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, when that was happening, when there was harmony between Guf and the Shema in the Holy Temple, we were living a people... Am Yisrael... Living in Eretz Yisrael, loved life. We loved being alive. Now, look, we're in the midst of mamish. This is this is choshech. This is choshech. We're witnessing gvura ila, but there's so much choshech around us. I think like, we have to push ourselves to say, "Oh, I love life." No, no one loves waking up in the morning and reading the news. No one. No one loves going to sleep and knowing they're going to wake up in the morning to read this. No, no. There's very little that we could actually really allow ourselves to say, I love life. I love the concept of life. I love the ideal of life, right? But the, the confusion and the mishuganas on the, on the highway that are constantly trying to knock me off the road, I don't love that. Who loves that? Who loves, who loves the fact that there are people in the world that are like, that absolutely are doing everything they can to cause a, a, a discord and an unalliance of between body and soul. There are people that are act. You know, I have to share this with you. Yesterday morning was Mayor Banai's yard site. Yesterday was his yard site. It was a seventh yard site. I've talked about it many times over the year. So yesterday I went to his askara. It's a very small askara. I came to him. I'm I'm very close to some of the family. So I went to the in Harmanuchot. I could stand pretty close as a coin to where, the, where it is. And his cousin said he shared that when Mayer was on his deathbed, he was suffering from cancer, and he said, That's what he said. I don't understand. How could there be Putins in the word, in the world? Vladimir, yeah. Yeah, like he's saying... Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So that was, the, that was, the, that was basically why, why, how it came up in context. That, that, that's exactly why the cousin brought it up at the Kever yesterday. It's like, some people just, it's like for us a given. Like, oh, this is just part of, you know, these are, this is always going to be. Like, this is just life. No, that's not life. That's the, that's the anti-life. The fact that it's already been recognized that these are figures and people, that it's like, this is just the fabric of creation. It's not, that's not at all lechatchila, it's not ideal, it's not, but it's nothing. It's nothing. <clears throat> these are, the, the, the world is filled, filled with people that are working so hard that so many other people won't be able to say, I just love life. I love my life. And he, and so he says over here in the time based on Migdash, what was what was what existed in the world. Jews loved life. Pashut, we loved we loved being alive. Even though today, okay, I know we also love being alive, but you understand what I'm saying. Because it was a life Because it was a, it was a world where I knew that my constant activity and the harmony and the merger between physical and spiritual, brought nachas to Hashem. Ma'ale nachat ruach la'ashem. Hitchaber el metziuto velo chipes livroach me'atzmo. Every Jew connected to his or her own reality, and there was probably no 12-step programs going on because no one was escaping. No one was running away. No one was running away. No one was running. Can you imagine it? No one was running away. Wow. Souls didn't just make shalom with their bodies that they were placed in. They actually, he says here, they were happy to be residing in the body that they were placed in. 
והגופים עלזו בהיותם משכן וכלי שרת לנשמות, and the body was so humbled and honored that my job here is to basically be a dwelling place for the soul. The body didn't fight the soul, the soul wasn't braggers with the body. There was harmony between the two. A person woke up in the morning, there were mirrors, we already know there are mirrors, obviously from, from the time, mirrors is like one of the early inventions that we know, like that were already around in the time of the Torah. Remember from the story with the women? And, so there were mirrors there, therefore like a person, imagine this, would wake up in the morning, let's say I had a mirror by the front of the tent or whatever, and there was no like, you know, looking at yourself like this, or just this side of you, or from here up. The whole image, right? The whole package was like, wow, another day that this is a mishkan for the neshama, and the soul wakes up. Well, the soul, you know, doesn't really wake up, but the soul's there. And when you wake up, and the, the first thing the soul says was, let's go, let's, go, let's, go, let's go do it again today. Let's go bring nachas again today. This was the reality that we were living with. Shalom bayit This type of shalom. Now that's, again, he calls that shalom bayit. That's shalom bayit. Shalom bayit He'ir batim unifashot. It shined through homes and basos. Lekayem v'shachanti betocham betochkol echad v'echad. This is the meaning of the pasuk. And I dwell in you, in each and every one of you. In each and every one of you. Well, if that was happening, what was Yerushalayim like? If that was taking place uh, in all, you know, from emanating from the Beis Hamikdash, what was Yerushalayim like? Haita Yerushalayim ir hasimcha mesos kol haaretz. It was the divine um, beauty and splendor and simcha of the whole land. Mekom oz bechedva, a place of strength and of chedva and of, and of joy. Now he says something very interesting over here. Yerushalayim wasn't a place where any accounting was taking place. Now, they still had, there was still an element of accounting that had to be done in any society. But even then, they wouldn't do it in Yerushalayim. Because even then, when you have to work too much with doing calculations, you don't even want to, want to give a chashash that somehow something could stir someone the other way. So therefore, they used to go outside of Yerushalayim, lachshov cheshbonot. Isn't that amazing? Because between its walls, there was this one reality, an elated reality of simcha, menas yagon va'anacha, and no yagon va'anacha. Uh, you know, we say that in, uh, in Zmiras, right? Yagon is agony, anacha is krechtsin. I don't know how you say krechts in English. Huh? What's krechts? Moaning. Moaning. Yeah. Anacha. Do you have, I have a different version that you do. you have here then in, in small print, Amar Rabbi Yochanan? Yeah. Okay, let's read this for a second. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, this is from the, the Midrash, Shmos Rabbah. Kipa shel cheshbonot haita chutz l'Yerushalayim. The accounting firm was right outside of Yerushalayim. V'chol mishich mevakesh lechashev olech lesham. And you have to, if you had to like really you know, exert your, 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 your mind a bit too much, you'd go, you'd go over there. Lama Yerushalayim Simcha I just wanted to read through that, but in a, in briefly what, what this Midrash is telling us is that Yerushalayim was that became this place where it's just Masos Kola Aretz. Masos, there was a girl, my daughter in Tiferet's class, her name was Masos Lev. I love that name. From here, yeah, Masos Lev. I don't, I don't know where she's at these days, but Masos Lev. Masos, Masos. It's like this, this exuberant joy. And if you had to, like, you know, counting and all that, it's, even if it's holy things, he's not saying bad things, but even holy accounting, even that is like, we don't even keep that in Yerushalayim. Even that has to be outside of Yerushalayim. You keep, you know, Shalom Bayit. That's where that has to be taking place. Continue with the description. Hakoanim eshartei Hashem, hem shenifcheru laasok behashchanat hashalom benagashmi leruchani. Who were the people that were basically the mumchim, the chacham, you know, the, the real wise people, to make sure that this harmony was taking place? The kohanim. 
What about the Kohen? I mean, who's the best example for it that we know? That would be the one that was really like in charge to bring Shalom Bait? Aaron Akoin. Aaron Akoin is the is the is the master of Shalom Bait. So the Kohanim, his children and grandchildren from his seed, they continue in the world, and their job is to continue having the element of Shalom Bait taking place not just between people, but also on a grand scale, between Hashem and our people, between the body and the soul. What would the Kohanim do? The Kohen was, would be walking barefoot. Why? Because they had to always feel on their feet, on their flesh, the grounds of the Beis HaMikdash. This is so beautiful. Such a beautiful description. What's that? They're the first hippies. Yes. This is like the height of being naturally connected to the actual ground that contains the Kedusha of Am Yisrael. The, the, the body is the Eretz, right? And the coin is the Neshama. So there was, it had to meet. They had to feel each other. The feet that, that, that carried the Neshama of Am Yisrael had to be connected to what was, you know, carrying the, the, the whole picture of Am Yisrael, which is the, the land of Eretz Yisrael, Admat Kodesh. It's so beautiful. Bifchinat shal na'alecha me'al raglecha ki ha'makom asher ata'omed alav Admat Kodeshi. And this is exactly why Moshe Rabbeinu was told, remove shoes from your feet, because what you're standing on is Admat Kodesh. So in our mind, it's like, oh, so we have to act more... Kavodik, but you would think that more Kavodik would actually be to put another pair of shoes on, right? Saying, no, Kodesh in this world is Chibur ben Gufle Neshama. That's Kodesh. So this place is so holy over here, make sure that you're feeling it, that your mom is feeling it, that you're connected to it. Were the also there? I don't think so. I don't think so. Hainu ben la adam. Connect between Adama, the land, to Adam. Hanikra kach mishum Adame la elyon. This is beautiful. Adama and Adam obviously come from the same same word, right? But that word doesn't just mean blood. It doesn't just mean man. It doesn't just mean land. It means ledamot, to be likened. Adame la elyon. I will be like the 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 the, the supreme. The coin, go back to the coin. Imagine the coin, look at his hands when he's in the base of Midrash. It's like a surgeon. It's like a surgeon, Mamash. It's so many different uh, utensils and vessels going on, and knives and, and whatnot. He has all the incense, and the, the fragrances. He's, he's also, he has to, you know, he has to light the fires. Maybe that's what he's referring to, the Levi's drawing from there. Also, you know what Matzal Taim are? The symbols, yeah. It's the symbols, and there's a drum, there's a heart, there's a violin. You have to bring, you have to give from your korban, eating to the Kohen. Isn't that a weird thing? The Kohen, he's the tzad, he doesn't eat. No. He's so in this world. He is the one that can take food and bring such harmony between the body and the soul of the food, of every item. And he elevates it. And this is what his whole life was all about, elevating this low world, making shalom bayis between what seems to us to be so mundane, so not holy and not special, and making shalom bayis between that and the soul. That's their job. This is what Arna Kohen was busy doing all the time, making harmony between the body and the soul. Making shalom between people. 
connecting them together. Liot bishlemut mashpiel mekabel ele im ele, that each person plays a role of I have something to give you and I have something to receive from you. And when people are working like that, that each person knows I have something to receive from you and I have something to give you, that's shalom. That's why there's so much shalom right now because of our chayalim, because you go to a chayal and they come to you and this is happening with every person that I'm meeting that's either coming in from the States or even when I'm down there with them, it always happens. You say, toda, and they really don't know what you're talking about. They really feel like, like you, you come, you bring them a barbecue, you bring them gifts, you come and give your thanks. And it, there's such a mashpia and mekabel energy that even though they know that what they're doing is, very, is, is the holiest, they feel that what you're doing for them, by, I saw a woman this week that I was with from Los Angeles that came and, and gave a bunch of pictures that kids drew in, the, in, in Los Angeles in a Jewish day school, and she was giving it out to Yonah. She was giving it out to all these chayalim. So a guy came out of Gaza after like God knows how long, right? And here he is, and he sees there's a little girl in Los Angeles thinking about me. I'm telling you, he received just as much as we felt on the receiving line of their gvura. That's shalom bayis. That's that. That's that's harmony. That's harmony. It's an amazing thing. Now, wasn't that beautiful? Like, wasn't that just a gorgeous description, right? So, a question that keeps on resurfacing in all of our classes are, is, then what happened? How did that stop? Why did that stop? How could it be that that stopped being the reality? If that's so chazak, you know, if that's so mutzak, if that's so solid, it doesn't, how could that ever stop being? How could it ever stop being? Well, how could what we're experiencing within the Am already begin to dwindle down a little bit from Motzei Simchas Torah? How? How could it be? What do you think the reason? Forget about Bayit Rishon. Talk about now. How could it be that, you know, I said the word, the Shalom that's in the Am, there was a sense of skepticism, you know, a little bit of skepticism in that, in that word, in that expression, not just by me, by your cringes also. Ma'atma. Oh, that's very good. That's why Ali Ala Regal. Yeah, that's very good. That's very chazak. So, it's like I'm so don't want to continue with the learning because the next two words, are, like I just want to be like, that's what was, and it. <laughs> and everyone just yeah yeah I don't want to go there. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go there. Just the shame right now, making sure that we do net that we just we we learn from mistakes. Okay, so just a few. Even she she does not want to go there. What a geula a child. She does not want to go there. <laughs> okay. So. We're gonna. We're only going there in order to again make sure that we're learning. We're, we're just learning from the mistakes. We're just gonna go a few more minutes. Beram Khurban Nora, he freed ben When we speak about destruction, when we say the word Khurban, we always liken that. We always, you know, use that word to describe that there was a base amigdash. There was a building that got destroyed, right? That there was a, there were walls. There was a structure, and it was burnt down, right? But really, the, the, a, a tremendous churban happened before the physical walls came down. And the churban is called hafrada ben gufra It means a separation between body and soul. Now, in certain schools of thought, in certain places, the next statement would be maybe followed by, why are you mixing politics with Torah? But that's, that's a satanic... Uh, uh, energy because if Eretz Yisrael is politics, 
you may as well forget the whole thing. But you understand that if the whole notion of coming back to Eretz Yisrael is a chibur ben guf l'neshama, that means there's harmony again between body and soul, and parts of the body are basically being exempt from being... Basically, you're saying, okay, I want harmony between body and soul, but, but I, don't need, I, don't really, I don't really need my right knee. But I, I definitely want my right foot. Wait, wait, wait a second. But how do you think you're going to have a foot if you're getting rid of your knee and have no, something even better? I don't need my right leg. My bottom, like my leg, between my knee and my foot. I don't really need that. I mean, it's too complicated to have it. But my foot I need, right? So how do you think there's going to be, a, how do you think there's going to be a body that can contain the soul if the body's not shalem? What, what's going to happen to the soul? What's going to happen? So, I know this is taking it so, like, you know, you think maybe the word would be like ideal, right? But isn't that why we're, isn't like, didn't we come here for the most ideal state of being? Like, wasn't the return after 2,000 years in order to achieve the most ideal and greatest state of being, of being in harmony, peace and harmony between our body and our soul, our collective body and soul, and a collective soul? Chayavliot, that's why. So what happened then is that the churban that took place caused that separation between the body and the soul, like he says, Beram churban nora hifrid ben neshama laguf. The soul was left completely uprooted, feeling, compl- feeling the opposite of grounded in this world, completely removed from reality. Again, there's nothing that can contain it and receive it. There, now there's not a place that could express the inner essence of what the soul is all about through actual actions in this world. Like the Besamidish was a place that the soul could be itself and express itself. And when souls can't express itself, that's agony. That's such pain. I'm, not, I'm going to try to be as vague as possible. There was one time a teacher that walked through our building and spoke and I felt it was one of the strongest, strongest sessions we ever had. And after the session, I whispered to the teacher's uh, the, 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 the old friend of mine, I said, I won't say exactly what I said, because it's not, it's not that nice, but I could talk like that, Tim, because we're, we're old friends, but basically said, you're doomed. I said, why? I said, because... There is no vessel, you know very clear that there's no actual vessel in this world for this to happen consistently, for you to be you expressing yourself consistently. And they started crying. I was, it was, I was right. Meaning it, the, this, the expression of this person's Torah was so profoundly deep and meaningful and to the point and this person hasn't really found it yet in this world to have a kavua, a mishkan, kavua, to get, to get it out in a manner that the soul needs to feel expressed. And when the soul can't express itself, when there's not an ability for there to be shalom bayit between the body and the soul, everyone's hurting, but the soul is hurting much more. It's, it's painful. Like I shared with you so many times how sometimes something could be clear in the mind of the teacher, in, in the mind of the rav, in the mind of the mashpia, it could be so clear to them, but the, the inability to convey it in a manner that can be given over is torture. Torture. So we've started experiencing torture from the time that as a soul called Am Yisrael, we couldn't express through this world what our essence is all about. And that's, that's hell. That's all, it doesn't matter... If we were in Eretz Yisrael or not in Eretz Yisrael, for that matter, like we could have still be living here, but after after the Beis Hamikdash being destroyed, it was almost in a weird way a nechama that we were physically exiled from the land. You know why? Because imagine you were you. Everyone should have a and everyone should have very long, long, long 
relationships of holy love that last forever, but there is a Masechta called Gitten that exists in the world. And imagine that you had su- you experienced such love with the spouse. Something happened. I don't know what. And that, it's not about whose fault it is either. But the, but the, whole, the, 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 the decree was you have to come into the same house every day where all that love was experienced and continue living your life. But while all the imagery, all of it, always reminded you of what once was. So in a certain way, when you move, there is an element, there is some type of element of what we say, or out of, out of sight, out of mind. So it's almost saying over here, like there was such oneness between the body and soul expressing itself, such harmony, and then that place was gone, but the Adama around it was all the same. It's almost like it was a consolation saying, listen, go, go far away, because being here without the ability to express yourself like you used to is going to be... You're still going to be in a state of torture. But this is torture, Sheba torture. You know, if you, if you stayed here doing it. Does that make Does that... Yeah? That's the first and last time I'll ever give over that Galut was a little bit of a Nechama. <laughs> was. a little bit of a Nechama at, at its time. Nechon. I'm sure it's not my Fiddish. I'm sure many people... I just never, never saw it before, but I'm sure that the Sram speak about this. So again, Biram Khurban Nuradi Frid Beneshamala Guf Hotir et Nishmat Israel Tlusha Mikol Karka Omitsiut. Shuv en Mashiachovia Kabel Shiachil Vikabelota Levate et Pnimiuta Derech Maasim Bamashim Umachashim. Notra Neshama Kemitsiut Ruchanit Sheen Lakli Ubitui. The soul remains as some type of a spiritual entity that has no vessel of expression. Safek kayemet, safek lo. Maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't. Because if it's not expressing itself, it puts it into the realm of doubt. Are you even, am I really a soul? If, I'm not ex- if nothing's coming out of the soul, if nothing's expressed by the soul, I start doubting, is this even real? Does this actually even exist? And thus the soul of the people of Am Yisrael over the years starts asking questions and inviting you know, inviting very dangerous questions into the mix of saying, is this thing even real? And those are very, very legitimate questions to be asked in a reality where the soul can't express itself. If something can't be expressed, it's going to start to doubt its own existence. And the body's schlepping along it, you know, in such utter confusion and complications, saying, wait a second, I could express myself because I'm a body, I could still you know, knock on a, a table and build a building and build a shul and do all these things, but if the soul's not in it, working with me, what am, what am I doing? Maybe this whole thing is, is, is for nothing. Maybe this whole thing is nothing. What is that reality? That's called galut. That is galut. That's the opposite of shalom bayit. That's the, mamash the opposite of shalom bayit. All the elements of creation are all existing, but without a clear purpose. They continue its existence from an inner state of longing, but they're not really sure for what. What is this all about? What is this all worth? Why am I working so hard to still exist? The headquarters of expression, desolate. Tohu. The land without being built from those that are gathered with it. So the land is barren, meaning because the land doesn't have its own children. So he's saying the souls are all merachef. Uh, yeah, so that was like a diss that teachers would tell us when we were not paying attention. Rachfan, yeah. I told you that the most interesting comment I had when I made Aliyah in fourth grade is that a kid would say to me, uh, um, that when they wanted to give it, you know, 
אבא שלך אסטרונוט, they would say. As in a negative way, I'm thinking, when we were kids, they took us, you know, on our school trip to the NASA, you know, that was like a... Astronaut? Like, wow. It's like, why are you angry when you're telling me? Abba Shcha Astronaut. Like, that's a... And why my father? Like... The souls are wandering and floating around in the air of Eretz HaKodesh. Every time I davened, 2,000 years, my soul is hovering over the Eretz Yisrael, over Mokom HaMikdash. But really, Biram Gufam Nilkach Lagalut Venasup Zurim. Mufuradim Ben Agoim O Ben Kirea Nefesh Uvuchotea. That's such an important end of a sentence. He says, We always like to say Galut is that we became spread amongst the people, amongst the nations of the world. Like Haman says, Yeshno Amechad Mefuzar Meforad Ben Amim. But he ends the line here saying like this It's not just that we got spread and lost ourselves and our sense of together. Because we went into Galut, and now we're, you know, we're in Iraq, we're in, we're in South Africa, we're in, I don't know, we're in Peru. We're, it's not just that. He says, it also gets lost, Ben We also get lost between the places in my soul that are not b'shalom, that are ripped, that are not b'shalom, they're not working together. So mavoch, you know what mavoch means? Life became amazing. Internally, internally. He's saying internally, like, no, he's saying both, like physically and, physically and like externally and internally. Externally, it's very clear, you know, wandering the Yidden all over the world, you know, who knows what's going on. But also inside over here, it's like there's a maze going on inside. And every single day, I ask the same question, will the real me please stand up? Every single day. Every single day. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, no one had to ask that question. That's the difference. Huh? If there was such shlemot in your nefesh, if there was such connection and there was constant, you know, waking up every morning and being like, yes, let's do this. Right. You know, it's so interesting you're asking like like that, because I'll tell you why. It's Bamash, and we'll end with this, is that the... I try to make the Sunday and Thursday classes different. Because I, I, for myself, I also want it to be, I, you know, for my own mind. And it started off very, very different. And Hashem said, no. This, <laughs> because it is exa- it's, it's the craziest thing. It starts from here, and every week it's going like this. Every single week. It's different flavors. I, can't, I think it's because it's all about the, you know, it's Rahmanas from Hashem to keep us focused, like we were asking, to stay focused, to stay focused on, the, on, on this question of if it was like this, how did it not be like this? And it, the only reason we really want to know is not that we have better information, it's to make sure that it stops happening now, because it's happening now. So that it stops happening now. We've offered a few different. Uh, approaches to that question, we're going we're gonna to continue to answer it. But first, let's understand what the, result, what the result was so that we can understand why we also feel like we're in a maze. And it's because we are longing for our souls to have a place to clearly express itself so that there could be shalom bayis in this world. Eretz Yisrael is meant for to be the headquarters again where my soul can express itself, not just that it could sing a song, I want to talk about the most physical expression of it. The most physical expression of it. Like, that's, you know, a child is a physical expression of love. But you could say, well, I love so much. I just want to connect it in the soul world. We, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to work on life or bring children to the world. Let's just stay in the olama neshamot. That's not, that's not real shalom bayit. That's just the soul. It's, it's, the whole avoda here is again to bring a briach adasha, a completely new creation that never existed before. And uh, we'll know it when we feel, we'll know that it's happening when we feel mamash b'shalom, the way that we, we long to feel all the time. We'll know it. It won't be confusing. We will know it. Right now it's still confusing. 
this being the headquarters of the soul's expression in this world, it's still confusing. But we, we know we have moments of it where we feel like we are expressing it. And in those moments, we have to make those borders, you know, the gates much, much wider. And we'll continue to understand like your question and to get back to like what's waiting for us and how it's already starting to shine its spark now. Do you have between Gosh and Well, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, I just want to explain something. You're, this, is, this, is, this is the million-dollar question. When you say, don't get mad at whatever the answer is going to be, okay? Mm-hmm. All you Bnei Akivan, experiment. When you say in Gullus, what are you referring to? Now, during this time, where? we're meant to be living in... Where, where? Where is Gullus? Like the location? Yeah, yeah. You, see, you know what kind of dagger that is to so many of the chevra in the room? Yeah, well, hopefully less and less over the years of our learning, but you see, this is, you're, you're touching upon such an important point here. It's, uh, no, no, you, you, you... No, I don't feel guilty. I think it's... No! <laughs> no, no, God forbid, we're trying l'shem limut to really mevarer something. A hundred percent. The difference is, the difference is, is that in America, when I build something, as holy as it is, I don't really have this expectation for it to be work perfectly in unison, body and soul. Here I do. Well, what's meant to be that way here? It's meant to be shalom bias between but it, in America, and, meaning we always know we're missing something, but here we're not meant to be missing something. The the point of coming back home here was not to build anything in the manner that we built it in Kutzlaitz. So therefore, it hurts so much more when it, things are built in a way that's not really containing within its shalom bias. So the state of galut. Until the Mashiach comes, of course it's going to be there. But again, in Galut, I left the home that I was married, you know, in the first marriage. I had to get out of there. It was too painful. But now I'm told, no, my, my you know, my, my, the, the one I loved so much that I thought was done with me is, is actually sending me hints that they want to reconcile, they want to get back together. So we come back, we're starting to build the home together, but it's, it smells a little bit like the beginning of the end of the first marriage and that, that traumatizes the soul it doesn't traumatize me outside of our first home because that's why I was there in the first place but in our first home in the location of our first home where it once was for to think to be under the impression that oh we're, no, we're getting back together and then seeing all these wait a second I thought you were done with that uh, habit that drove me nuts and you knew about it and you promised you'd change like all these, all, these th- all these triggers start driving me crazy. So therefore, here it hurts so much more because that's not why we came back here to... That's not the method of why, we, why we're building here. It's not the point, not the purpose. Here it's about Shalom Bayes. I think in, in physical galut outside the world, we accept the fact that we know this isn't where we're supposed to be. So I already accept within that the notion that it's not supposed to be perfectly shalom bias. But here, the whole thing is, but no, no, but that's why I came back here. I came back to this country to build it in a manner that's everlasting and that has perfect harmony between the two. And when I see that it's, that's why, that's why it hurts a million times over. Does that, does that uh, address your question? Correct. A hundred percent. But you feel it so much more the closer you are to where you're supposed to be. You feel that pain so much more and you make so many more mistakes the closer you are to where you're about to, about to get to. And the Shaila we have right now is how do we hold on and stay as focused as possible despite the bumps? 
I'm not belittling anything that's going on in the world, but despite the real insane bumps, how do we how do we still hold on tight and not get too riled up thinking that we made a mistake by trying to reconcile this marriage? I think it's also a very huge responsibility on us being here because <laughs> Yes, you're, you're, you, you somehow began to express my soul in the last few seconds. So let's, this, is what, this is what drives me. This is, you just described everything, what you just said. But I'm so optimistic because we have a whole new world of gvura to, um, to receive all the strength in the world to be determined. That's the gvura of today's makabim. We have it. We have more light and more gvura to lishov, to, to draw from, to be the heroes that we need to be from the heroes that are right now, our chayalim and chayalut. So we'll continue bezrat Hashem on Sunday and, and on, but, but this will continue next week on Thursday. I think there's a new order of books coming in. I think they found in the back of the base midrash a little stack. So if so, I'll be I'll be getting them. Thank <laughs> you.